But now I'm right there. So, listen, they have to finish the season out. It's time for us to hand LeBron his flowers so, while he's still alive so he can smell them. The All-Star Game is an exhibition held annually by the league. It showcases 24 of the NBA's star players. It is the main focus of All-Star Weekend, a three-day event which goes from Friday to Sunday and amasses a ridiculous amount of money. Allegedly, Turner Television makes around $30 million alone in ad revenue. So imagine the amount of uh, bread this thing's bringing home. It's ridiculous. Uh, Not only is the NBA All-Star Game a cash cow, uh, but to me, it's still important <laughs> for several reasons other than that. Uh, this is a fan experience like no other. Being able to witness the best of the best in the world of basketball showcase their talent in a much more relaxed, like, pickup game. Right. Um, some argue it would be better if the players approached it more competitively, but I think what makes it so fun is that these players get a break from the day-to-day intense level of play they have to compete at. Right. Um, and, and they simply have fun. And they play with different players that they otherwise wouldn't be on the same team with. So not to mention um, the other events, which often give a chance for younger players to grow their fan base um, and, and could really give them like a huge confidence boost moving forward for their career. And ultimately, it comes around every year and we're here to make our NBA All-Star selections for the Eastern and Western Conference. But I just wanted to kind of share that thought because I think it is still important. I think a lot of people shit on this game, but like, it's cool. Like, (laughs) I don't know why. Outright. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about it should be cool. You know what I mean? Amassing the best talent in the NBA, putting it in a fun environment, getting the celebrities, you know, like Kevin Hart and Drake in on it and stuff, you know, like it just adds to the dramatics of it. And ultimately it's always just fun. Like the, the smaller contests are always fun too. Like the dunk contest and three point contest, no matter if they're like, iconic or not, you know, it's still something that's fun to watch. And there has been some iconic moments through those, obviously through the all-star game, but also through those other events as well. So it's just, it's neat. It's a part of the history. I don't know why it gets so much shade, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I still like the idea of the all-star game better than an in-season tournament personally. Yeah. The in-season tournament just seems kind of dangerous because as fun as it really sounds and like, What's fun about the All-Star is it's a break. Exactly. Yeah. And the in-season tournament's just kind of like turning up the intensity halfway through the season when guys are usually trying to, you know, keep their longevity going and like not trying to stay healthy. You know what I mean? Still getting reps in, but not going the full playoff intensity. And doing that in the middle of the season could be kind of devastating because we see how banged up guys get in the playoffs. Absolutely. I mean... Just to the regular season, the last like few years, think about it. Like right. this has been an absolute fucking marathon for these guys. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> is every year. Yeah. And I mean, more so in the last, what, two and a half years, pretty much because of mm-hmm. the fucked up timeline. Like it's just been so intense. 
and the amount of energies that have taken place is quite st- it's quite staggering, honestly. Right, it is. I mean, you can't put it lightly. Uh, you've seen some real impact um, just consecutively. So, I don't know. I still like the idea of the All-Star Game more than that. I think it's way too much to put on these guys and to ask of these guys. I think the fun part of the All-Star Game is the fact that it's a break and it's just a nice, relaxed game and it's cool. Well, let's not get it forgotten either. The All-Star is also an accolade. So, that in itself puts real value on a player and, you know, I feel like helps them sometimes go to the next level even is getting that all-star selection. Sometimes it makes them uh, be made. Well, I don't know. What was that on the main I would say, I would say, I think I only gave it like 0.35. So, I mean, like, it doesn't showcase longevity to be an all-star for one season. It just means you had one really good season. Yeah, because there's a lot of guys like that. Right. Victor Oladipo? Right. So I mean, like, <laughs> like I on. mean, yeah, like uh, Sabonis. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> See, controversial topic there for Demontis Sabonis. He's a perennial All Star, though. Uh, I don't have him in there this year, but can't be perennial then. Let's look at the uh, voting, like you wanted to. So, who do you think is the obvious vote getter right now? Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, yeah. He wishes. Ben Simmons got three votes in his sleep. But he's getting Steph a bunch Curry. of fan votes, though, because they were <laughs> fucking around. That's just ridiculous. I mean, the same thing happens. I bet there's people out there that have voted for Kawhi Leonard, too. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like Kawhi Leonard. I was thinking about that while doing my own voting. I'm like, there's probably people out there just saying Kawhi Leonard's better than these guys, mm-hmm. even when he's not playing. Right. But Steph Curry, 4.4 million votes, the leader. <sighs> By a hair to LeBron James, 4.3. Kevin Durant, 4.1. Giannis, 3.8 million. Jokic, 3.1. DeMar, 2.9 million. And Embiid, 2.3 million. That's a surprising top seven for me. Let's go, DeMar. I know, right? DeMar is just snuck in there. Like, So how do you think Zach Levine feels about this whole Chicago situation because I'm not saying that there's like Kobe jealousy going on, you know, like about who's number one, who's the most liked because, you know, DeMar really has stepped in there and just become Chicago's player in one season. Mm -hmm. You know, like people in Chicago are shilling for DeMar for MVP. Mm -hmm. DeMar is just. Hey, he's got a case though. He's he's got a a real case. He's got, I cannot say, that he's not outside of the top four right now. Right. Like, he's just killing it. And I'm I'm proud of him because, you know, I remember what DeMar was back in the day too. He was putting up similar numbers, but not getting as much love. Still getting the all-star mm-hmm. selections though, mm-hmm. but just faded in the playoffs. And now it's just DeMar. And people are acting like it's different, but it's really not that different. It's and just thing, DeMar going back into that role. And that's what I mean. Like, you're saying like top four of the all-star, like, I mean, LeBron's not there in the top five just because his team's not good enough. Nikola right. Jokic is obviously in there. Giannis, Steph, Durant, DeMar. Yep. I mean, DeMar right. is probably... Is it... Is it... 
is it too hot to say that Damar is maybe the fourth, fifth best player in the league this year, this season? I feel is like he having a Jimmy player? Butler level run. No, I would say that the conversation uh, for MVP and best player in the league are separate things, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like com- two completely different things because Jokic is there. Giannis is there. Steph is there. KD is definitely there. KD probably is the top of the mountain. Maybe it's more likely he's got a seat at the table for MVP and not at the seat at the table for the best player this year. Because do you really think that DeMar is better than LeBron outright right now? No. I don't know. No. You can't sit there with a straight face. I know we're doing remote tonight, but I know you're not sitting there with a straight face saying that DeMar... DeMar DeRozan is better than LeBron James as a basketball player at this very moment. That has never I been can't. true. I can't. That has never been true in the history of this Le- universe. LeBron's out of his fucking mind. Let's not get it. He is out of his mind. Exactly. That's not. That's why that he's quickly. number two. 4.3 million. Yeah. Shouts out to LeBron James. 26,000 of those votes belong to Brian Windhorst. <laughs> 36. <laughs> 26K from Brian Windhorst. Oh, it's, like do- it's like donating to a political party for NBA players. He has like a he has like a whole like setup of just like a million phones and he's just paying people to just vote for LeBron. Oh my god. You know, Russian troll farms. Are Russian troll farms voting for Kawhi <laughs> Leonard? <laughs> It'd be like Ben Simmons and Kawhi Leonard. I feel like it's more Kawhi. Yeah, it's pretty much just the uh, Russian troll farms that are shilling for these guys, <laughs> including including Demar. I'd love the NBA to come out and just be like, we cannot either confirm nor deny these reports. <laughs> just uh, like, what? <laughs> so you're saying it's real? It'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, be fucking shit. awesome. But uh, let's go ahead and dive into these selections here. Let's not prolong the hot takes. Right? As I they know. are. I know. <laughs> you want to start off with the bench or the starters? Let's do the starters first. And I'm just going to throw out the most obvious pick right now. Number 12 for the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant is the yes, lead sir. guard on the Western Conference All-Star team. That's hot. I got him on. I got him on the bench. I'm saying he's a starter this year. Jaw has taken a clear step forward, and we'll see. We will see because Jaw's made it just as far in the playoffs as Luka Doncic. I know, but you're so with you saying Jaw at two. I got him on the bench. I'm sitting with Devin Booker, right there. I got Booker in there too, in my starters. So I agree with that completely. So what Jaw of is Devin, incredible though. Jaw is incredible, yes. But what of Devin Booker? I feel like we've given him little coverage this year. What about him is impressing you this year? 
I mean, the fact that they're doing exactly what they did last season in the regular season. The fact that they're running it back and it's working. Right. But how often do you become stuck in that identity that can't make it over the hump? That's just a regular season team. Like, right. Utah Jazz. Uh, I don't know, man. They are 10 times the defensive team that Utah is, and that's why it works. I'm just saying, like, to take it to the next level, one of those, one of Chris Paul or Devin Booker truly has to stand out. And let's just face it, they didn't against Milwaukee. I mean, after bro, two they games. were, they were what three quarters of a step away from that level. I mean, mm. they won two in the finals against Giannis. I don't know. They they still got a lot to prove, but Devin Booker is right there in the starting lineup, and I think over John Morant just because the fact that he's doing it again. Right. Consistency. Yeah. Like John Morant's breaking out. Uh, Booker right now, though, let's compare him. 23 23 points a game, five rebounds, four assists. Go ahead and pull up Jaw. John Morant's 43%. Oh, go ahead. Booker's shooting 43 from three. 43 from the field and 40 from three. Really? 43 from the field? Interesting. And 50 from effective field goal percentage. That, what's his free throw at, though? Probably high 80s. Free throw, 87. Okay, so that definitely brings up that true shooting percentage. Without a good free throw, he'd probably be under 50. So that makes him an inefficient scorer by at least metrics. The eye test, it passes all day long for me. And what I've seen from him this season is... You're energy. right. They're, energy, they're running it back. He's comfortable. The role is defined. But he looks more in control. Booker is going to be a top three closer in the playoffs this season. He, he also knows that the window's open. Right. Exactly. And he's trying to be the one that fucking crawls through. So let's just be honest. There's a lot of guys like that. Would you consider Booker and Jokic to be contemporaries then for the race for the Western conference? Yeah, but it's sad because I think Phoenix would gap this Nuggets team. This right now Nuggets team, yeah, just Aaron Gordon and Jokic and more. I think even if they get Jamal back, I think it's just too late at this point for this season. Right, I know. It kind of makes you wonder if they should just pull it and just let Jamal sit out. You tank tank and trying to get a lottery pick? What, I mean, you could, but at this point in the season, what could the Nuggets get? They could drop to like, what? the 13th or 14th pick. So unless you pull some Michael Porter Jr. magic again, you know, where you get a great steal in the draft, I don't know, maybe they could find some kind of wing that could instantly plug in. Bones Highland for them has looked great so far, and he was one of their draft picks. So, I mean, he's looked good himself. I think that he needs that next half step forward because the Nuggets rotation at guard is still so thin. They run Compazzo, Rivers, and Highland, and then I forget who else. It's always some at least G League call-up guy. Sorry, I was pulling up John Morant's stance, stats. <laughs> I believe Jaw is at 24, 6, and 7 right now. The only knock against him right now, though, is games played. I will say that. That was one of the biggest arguments I had for some people. 
Yeah, but he's back. Right, I know. And he's, it made me sad too because people are like, what if the Grizzlies are just better without John Morant and instead they've just got even better? Yep. Like, how is he, why even say that? You know what I mean? Why, why do you want them to fail? <laughs> right, I know. Like, okay, like they're a young team, but what about them is even unlikable and like these guys just all mesh together and Jaw is just the, the cherry on top of it all. Yeah, it's been imagine, fucking awesome. Imagine John Morant and Nikola Jokic playing together. That would be crazy. So, are you starting to John Morant and Devin Booker? Yes. See, my starting two is obviously Steph and Devin Booker. I mean, Steph is... <laughs> you got to give it okay. to Steph. I'm flexing Booker to the three, though, and putting Curry in as the second guard. Oh, so I have Curry. Pretty, I move Curry to my starters too because you initially, pretty Booker on the wing, right? Yeah, Booker's just. I mean, it's the All Star game. Why not? Booker's what six five, so he's not small, but like he's still cutting it for a wing. Demar Derozan's what six six or six seven. Mm-hmm. He plays power forward sometimes, so that's just the league these days. But yeah, I mean, I'm putting Booker on the wing and I'm putting Curry at the second guard. But I'm saying yeah. John Morant right now is the. Western Conference starter. Damn. See, I he's think been the, better than Curry overall. I think the starting five is too tight to put Jaw in the starting. You know what? You're right. You're right, dude. You're changing my mind on something. <laughs> I had a hot take, but I'm going to bring it back down to earth. Was it put, Paul George at the three? No. I'm not even going to say it. I don't want to admit it. Oh, come on. You'll I admitted mine. You'll probably figure it out through discussion of the bench because I'm moving this guy to the bench. Oh. So he's still in there. He's not getting booted because PG just got booted on my list. So I could make this three-guard lineup. <laughs> More I think deserving. it should be that, though. I'm looking at that. Jaw, Curry, and Booker. That'll right? be fun. That'll be fun as hell. Extremely. And then you put the obvious... Uh, front court players, LeBron James and Nikola Jokic. <laughs> right? That's it right there. That's that is it right there. Fire. Fire. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great team. That's going to be fun as hell. LeBron and Jokic playing together? Yes. Oh my God, LeBron is going to fall in love. Well, <laughs> do you remember like... Hopefully. Hopefully he picks Jokic. You can even ask Mitch, at least two to three years ago before Jokic was really popping off, and like Murray was really popping off. I was like, if LeBron honestly went to Denver, they would be a competing team instantly because Jokic and LeBron would be an incredible fit. And Murray to play off of all that to be like Kyrie Irving. Like, maybe not even like Kyrie Irving, just that's, heavy, heavy Jamal Murray. Exactly. Heavy Jamal Murray. Exactly. And you know what? That would be a 65, 68 win team in the Western Conference. Oh, that yeah. top three. It would have been ridiculous, but LeBron and Golden State would also be wild. <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even. I can't even stomach to portray that in my mind. Yeah, it's horrible. Makes me sick. LeBron will retire a Laker. <laughs> so we're solid on our starting five then Morant, Booker, Curry, LeBron, Jokic. Well, yeah, Morant, Curry, Booker, Braun, Yoke. Because Too even easy. Zach Lowe said it himself, you just kind of toss positions out the window 
these days for the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my bench is, well, not too small. for My bench is pretty small. And I got to find a replacement forward, so that's going to be happening live on the podcast, too. <laughs> All right, so are we going to go ahead and go into the <laughs> Eastern starters and then go to the bench for both? All right. Yeah, um, I'm just going to go ahead and list hot. mine. I'll, I'll do mine. Hot, hot Eastern take <laughs> for starting guard. All right. DG, Darius Garland. That is hot because, yeah, that's hot. I'm not afraid. That's not the afraid hype pick right now. It's not the hype pick, though. It's. I think it makes perfect sense. It's real. It's real. I, I will not contest that. It's real. Had Rubio not gone down like he did, this Cavs team, I think, could have had a Memphis type run here. Oh man, you're where right. they're like where where they're like the six to the four seed. Good defense. Their star guy is Mobley. Yeah. Like, oh man, yeah. And this right. Cavs team has been a good defense for the past few years. You know what I mean? Right. This Cavs team has been building as much shit as I give them. Like, I'm just trying to be realistic. Theoretically, that could have happened, but I think Darius Garland deserves it just for what he has done. And I guess I in all these this... picks, too, you're assuming health. Oh, yeah, yeah, certainly. And health does really play a big part into, into all this because, I mean, guys like Paul George have arguably played at an all-star level this season, but he's been out for the last three weeks. So, I mean, no longer top 20 in scoring, no mo- longer having an impact on his team. So, I mean, you can't just give that away to him. Mm-hmm. But I will say the only reason I had him on my all-star team initially is because you can't you can't on the NBA website do Morant, Booker, and Curry as the starters. But you know it would happen. Oh, yeah. Because they're doing the drafts, you know? Right. Aren't they? Uh, well, I think the they, did, they just get picked and then whoever... It would be Curry and LeBron James for captains. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's just ridiculous. They'll probably do team Giannis. Steph. I don't know. They might do... I don't know. They did Team Durant last year. They do the top two vote-getters. Oh, it'll probably be Durant and LeBron, bro. KD's in third right now. He just needs a bump over Curry, and he may just get it. He'll catch up. Yeah. Uh, Looking at DG, though, uh, 46 from the field, 37 from three. Okay. 54 from two. 91 from the free throw. Sitting at 54 from effective. How many free throw? How many times did he get in the free throw line? 2.6. 2.6, that's it? 2.6. Wow. Yep. It's pretty low. That's not that good. That is pretty low. <laughs> if, he, that's if, he could get a, if he could get like three or four more fouls per game drawn, he would be up in that 27 points, 28 points range. You know what I mean? That instantly puts him on like Trey Young's level. Yep. That's crazy to think about. All right. Well, go ahead and hit us with your uh, starter point guard in the East. Lead guard in the Eastern Conference right now. We saw it on Christmas against LeBron James. James Harden Ah, is your starter. No. Yes. Bitch mob. (laughs) No, James Harden is the best guard in the Eastern Conference right now. It is undeniable. Undeniable. See, I did something different. 
I got James Harden on the bench just because he has just now gotten to a point where he's looking like really good. His numbers are trash. Or, well, it's not even that he's looking really good. He's just looking better. His numbers are trash for the season for what he usually is. 22, 8, and 10. And he is the league leader in assists per game right now. At 41 10. from the field, 33 from the free. That's low. Yeah, that's low. On seven attempts. That's low as shit. 49 effective. I don't like it. I don't have him as a starter. And okay. the reason I don't have him as a starter is because I bumped DeMar to the two. DeMar DeRozan, starting guard. I have him as my second guard as well. 25, five and five from DeMar DeRozan. And you want to hear the craziest part about it? Go for it. 35% from a three. 48% from the field overall. But 50% on his twos. Mm-hmm. And let's take a look at a little bit deeper in here. 85 from the free throw. On Killing seven it. attempts. Talk about getting to the line. Who doesn't want a cool seven points a game? From the free throw. From 10 to 16 feet, that nice mid-range area that you and I always reflect upon. 55% career high. 55% between 10 to 16 feet. Elite mid-range shooting. Mm. 30% of his shots are coming from that part. That is by far the highest. DeMar is just getting to his spot. Yeah, it's fire. Absolute fire from DeMar. His game I is love so it fun, from him, though. It, it is, is so fun. fun. Yeah. But you know what, though? The fact that people say that's dead. That shit's dead. That's what's been the narrative the past like few seasons leading up that's, to this just era of mid-range. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just, There's still like a, a core set of guys that do it. Right? I mean, like, he's just following Kobe's art, honestly. He's just following in Kobe's footsteps to his his own degree. Right. I feel like everyone, every everyone kind of has a touch of that. At least right? all the big guys. Like Kyrie, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, LeBron. I feel like they're all just kind of like living through Kobe. Giannis. Giannis. That's just how impactful he was. You know what I mean? It's like the perfect example of like your favorite basketball player's favorite basketball player is Kobe Bryant Mm -hmm. because of how he did it. Yep. Absolute monster. Uh, Let's go ahead and start moving down the line here for East Starters though. Kevin Durant, Giannis, Joel Embiid. I mean, exactly. That's that's butter. You know what I mean? Right? Exactly. Kevin Durant, 29, 7, and 6. Giannis, 28, 11, and 6. And Joel Embiid, 27, 10, and 4. Sheesh. That Giannis stat line's got me like, wow. 28, Embiid, 11, and 6. And Embiid's Embiid, been out of his head lately. I know. Dude, I'm telling you, one of the best moments of the season was when he went off against the Celtics. And he had like, what, 44 points? And he was hitting those mid-range mm-hmm. fadeaways. That was You know what best. was this? I really, I really liked the idea. Uh, it came from Kevin O'Connor and 
uh, what's his face from the mismatch. Uh, I always forget his name. Anyway, they were talking about how we've never seen Embiid versus Giannis in the playoffs and how great of a matchup that would be. I mean, we've had short samples of it. I'm pretty sure. Embiid versus Giannis. I don't think it's ever happened. They've went against each other in the playoffs at least once, I think. Every time in the regular season, though, um, Giannis would stomp all over Embiid because you know who was there to shut down Joel Embiid? Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol absolutely had Joel Embiid's number, sometimes holding this guy to like 10% from the field overall. Locked him down. Marcus saw playing out of his mind against Embiid. Check. And that made Embiid shrink often. I mean, like it happened in the Hello. regular season pretty. You know what? Maybe they didn't play it against each other in the playoffs. Yo. But yeah, I see why there's real validity to it. Yeah, it was cool because I was listening to the mismatch the other day with uh, Kevin O'Connor and I can't remember the dude's name. <laughs> I still can't remember his name. <laughs> Uh, Vernon, uh, Kev, uh, Chris Vernon. That's what his name Chris is. Chris Vernon. Okay. Yeah. Chris Vernon. And he, they were talking about like Joel Embiid versus Giannis in the playoffs and how fun that would be. And I'm not sure if they've ever played each other. I'm not sure either, but there's a little bit of regular season history there because I personally have seen Giannis drop 40 on the 76ers looking unstoppable. Right. So, you know, I mean, Giannis coming off the championship, he probably feels like Joel Embiid can't guard him. And he has good reason to. Yeah, but I don't know what the way that Joel is playing right now. I mean, I don't know, though, because that just... Outright, I'm pretty sure Giannis is better. Yeah. Has to be. All it takes is a twisted ankle, though. Yeah. From either guy. (laughs) Right, I know. Joel's more pro than Giannis, so you can't say that. But uh, let's go ahead and move into the obvious choice, which we already touched on, which for Kevin Durant, he's just out of his mind. He's obviously there. Giannis was also the other easy pick. Um, And the bench. We're doing East or West first. Let's do on the East because I feel like I have a little bit of hot takes on the the West. So I want to start off with a less controversial Eastern Conference here. My lead guard off the bench is Freddie Van Vliet. See, I got Freddie Van Vliet, but he's a little bit lower. The lead guard off the bench for me is Zach Levine. Mm, I have him at forward. So I mean I have him I have him as You're putting him and Booker, him and Booker at the three for you. I don't know. I think Levine's a two guard because he he loves that midi too. He's playing at the three this year, though. Tamar's playing the four, and they're playing Vooch at the five. So I mean they are a well small wing team. Yeah. I mean it's positionless almost. Uh true. I don't know. I just think Zach Levine has so much more star power than Freddie Van Fleet and the fact that the Bulls, yes. the Bulls are like first in the East. So I think they get the obvious nod, or Zach Levine gets the obvious nod. Uh, just like DeMar gets the obvious nod for the starting. Freddie is like my homer pick, though, because he's just having an incredible season. Number oh, 18 for sure. overall in scoring. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Three looks amazing. Oh, yeah. His stats are wild. Let's look at him real quick. 
Um, I got 20, 22, five and seven for Freddie. 37 points, 41% from three on nine attempts per game. 46% from the floor altogether, 86% from the free throw line at three and a half attempts a game. Balling. He's absolutely balling. He's the best player on the Raptors right now. And I feel like that's not that hot. No, it's not that hot. And the Raptors are a solid young core. I don't want to fucking, I don't care what anyone says. Uh, I just I have know. Freddie. I just have Freddie lower. Uh, I'll go ahead and move to my second starter off the, well, second man off the bench. Uh, for the wing, and that's uh, Jason Tatum. Yeah, that I feel like it had to be done because as much trouble as the Jays seem to be in this season, and I don't know if it's really real or if it's just their team kind of sucks. So, I mean, they're just having to wade through it and people want to blame them instantly, even though they're both incredible. But the thing is, Jalen Brown is stepping into something real. I do not have him on this team or in consideration because of his health, even though he Me has either. looked great. Right, But Tatum has played 40 games. So he's been basically healthy for the entire season. 25, eight and four, right? Putting up solid stats, like 41 from the field. What's the three at? Yeah, only 32, which is down from 38. Yeah, definitely. 40, 47 from two though. I feel like he makes the three harder for himself though. He loves isolation off the bounce threes. I don't know why, you know, he wants to hit him like KD. He wants to hit him like Steph, uh, 84. True, yeah. He wants to hit him like Steph, 84, uh, from the free throw on six attempts. That's respectable. Yeah. That's pretty great. Getting to the line a decent amount. Yeah, he's a great, he's a top five isolation scorer in the NBA. For sure. For sure. Yeah. He, so you he can't leave him off. Yeah. He's an obvious slide right there. Uh, right after that, I'm putting, James Harden. That's right. I had James Harden. Harden right there. Yeah. So my question for you is, where did you have Trey Young on this list? I didn't. That's hot. Trey Young, 27, 4, and 9. Number two overall in scoring. You want to know what's hot? Uh, you just changed my mind. I took someone off. I feel like I have a taunt. All right. I'll tell you. <laughs> I feel like I have a Hawks pick at center. The Hawks suck, though. I don't like Trey Young. The Hawks do suck, yes, but Trey is obviously their best player. Your hot pick at center might be my hot pick at center. And it's Jared Allen. Yes, sir. Jared yes, Allen sir. deserves every bit of that spot. Yep. So you have the Cavs with two all stars. Did you give DG a bench spot? No, because. Okay. I just don't think the Cavs deserve two all stars. And I and don't Jared think Allen that, is hot as it is. Yeah, Jared Allen is he's not hot. I would say he's more just mid. I don't know. He's just like a six or seven hot. But like he's like a Brandon Ingram getting an all star like a couple right. seasons ago. I just, I feel like Jared Allen has been way more consistent in his career than Darius Garland had. Garland looked like he was having trouble his rookie year, you know, like, but still had the flashes there, just had to put the pieces together. Mm -hmm. Now he's starting to show out some. I mean, like, yeah, I would love to see him grab a spot on the all-star team. And I hope that he does on the bench, but I left them off of mine because it's like, there's guys that have been more consistent than him that deserve that spot. And this is his first year of really popping off. We know that he's going to be able to get there. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like you can't just... I'm not saying it's jumping to conclusions to give a guy an all-star selection early on. Obviously, I've always backed Luka Doncic as an all-star. Mm-hmm. And that's so hot sometimes. <laughs> I know, right? Right? Exactly. But you got to give it to the guy because he's obviously one of the best players in the league. Yeah, and Jared Allen, 69 from the field on basically 10 attempts. Uh, 70 from the two. 69 effective. 68 nice. from the free throw on four attempts. He plays oh, perfectly within his role. Yeah. He does exactly what it needs to do and just dunks 16, the ball so 16, much. 16, 11, and two. That's just... See, that's everything Robert Williams needs to be. Double-double every night. That's everything Clint Capella needs to be. That's everything Andre Although Drummond Capella's. wishes he could be. Yes, that's all. If Andre Drummond was that, then he would be... Then Philadelphia if, would easily have the best center rotation in the NBA. If Andre Drummond was that without being everything else Andre Drummond is, <laughs> exactly. they would be all right. Because Andre Drummond <laughs> can do that. He just wants to be nice with it when he puts the ball on the floor. My God, Oof. it's disgusting. It is. Uh, <laughs> and not in a good way. But yeah, let's go ahead and keep moving forward here. I I, I bumped someone off and put Trey Young in there with you saying that stat line and the fact that he was like number two for scoring, right? Uh, yep. This might be a little hot. Jimmy Butler? I can't. He's only played 23 games. Jimmy Buckets, though. It's Jimmy. I know, bro. It's Jimmy Buckets, but at the same star time, power. He just has it. star at, power, but he hasn't been there. At what point does star power take precedence, though, on the bench? When you're on your last years in the league. And guess who picks those? Oh, yeah. Coaches. Jimmy <laughs> yes. Butler could easily get the nod. True. Yeah. But 23 games, though, when most of our starters have played between 35 and 40 games. If I mean, not that's all their games. That's fair. I just, I think Jimmy deserves the nod. 22, 6, and 6. Shooting 49 from the field. I just can't do it. That's why. attempts. I'm locking in. Two. I mean, like, if if that was the same question as Adebayo's played like 18 games. You know, like, and I would love to have him on my all-star team. And you know what? I would definitely put him in over Allen as the second best center in the East. If Autobio was healthy and playing this season, I no knock to him. I love watching the guy play. Yeah. I'd much rather put Autobio over Jared Allen, but I just can't. Like right. you said, it just hasn't been there. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the Western conference reserve reserves that we have going on here. I just, I don't know. That's not everyone though. Who'd you have in place? Oh, that was Jimmy? everyone for me. I have Levine at the three. So I have okay. Fred Van Vliet, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Jason mm-hmm. Tatum, and Jared Allen as my bench. And I got Levine, Tatum, Harden, Butler, Allen, Van Fleet, Young. Small. Right? That's just what... That's the best players in the league right now, though. That's just how you got to stack them. Yep. Uh, Western Conference bench, though. Right out the gate. Starting point... Well... Point guard off the bench, Luka Doncic. Yep. He has been introduced to this list because I had to make some adjustments. But yeah, I went back and I had Curry as my third guard. And I'm like, this just doesn't even feel comfortable. So that's why I bumped him up to that hyper positionless starting guard or starting group that would just be insane. My reserves, I'm just going to run down them here just for the shock value. 
So, yes, starting guard, Luka Doncic. Second guard, Donovan Mitchell. Yep, right there with you. Third guard forward, Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's too hot. That's, That's not pause. hot at all. That's pause. No, That's pause. no, don't pause. All right, keep going. Ah, oh, these are so sketch. Maybe we do need to pause. Yeah, pause. Listen, SGA is not there. You're not putting three. First off, if you're putting three guards off the bench at the top of the lineup, at the top of the bench, it's not. It's not SGA in there. It's but Chris SGA, Paul. It's Chris Paul first oh, off. Yeah. But I don't even have Chris Paul right there, right off the bench, third spot. I got Draymond Green coming on the wing. Really? Yes. Okay. Because I think what Draymond Green has done for the Warriors this season, completely bought in to the system once again, playing at a all-defensive level. If you can give Rudy Gobert an all-star spot with a straight face frequently like they do, then you can give Draymond Green an all-star spot. You are 100% correct, and you have actually just altered my list for the better, and I thank you for that. Yep. <laughs> That's Draymond so true. Green. Draymond, Draymond Green. is all he's been able to do, and people will have kind of shit on Draymond for the past two years because of what the Warriors have been. Like he played through that 15 win season. Draymond was there for all of that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that ex people thought felt like that exposed him. But that's just never what Draymond was meant to be because he's not the starting point guard for a team, and that's what he had to be, essentially. Right. He's your forward that passes out of the high posts and basically creates everything and is an excellent screener and an excellent defender, you know, mm-hmm. can kick out for the three. So, yes, I would agree with that. Deserves the start at forward off the East Western Conference bench. Yep. And Donovan Mitchell's obvious one right there next to Luca. Let's right. go ahead and look at some stats for those guys. Uh, Luca's sitting at 24, 8 and 8. Nice. I mean, just killing it. 43 from field. Uh, three point is low. We won't talk about that. <laughs> 52 from two though. 49 effective. 73 from the free throw on five attempts. Basically six attempts actually. Uh, not bad at all. Don Mitchell. How are we looking Don? Mitchell's sitting on 25, four and five. So that's nice. The, how about the percentages? Uh, Yeah, let me look here. Shout out to Dwayne Wade turning 40 years old tomorrow. That was random as fuck, but... (laughs) 34% from three on nine attempts per... Nine and a half attempts per game. So, markedly worse than Fred Van Vliet, but just a random comparison. (laughs) 45% from the field on 20 attempts per game. Not bad at all. Gets to the free throw two times a game, which is low, but still shooting 88%. So are you putting Draymond Green right there at the third spot off the bench then? Uh, no. I'm just booting somebody else. And then you're putting Chris Paul on there? No. I'm keeping Shea on. Damn. What's Shea's stat line? I have to keep Shea. Shea is at 22, 4, and 5. Percentages? Let me check them percentages, but I bet you they're... Right there. Guarantee it. Uh, it just sucks because you know what? Other people have been booted off my list because their team sucks. 
Mm-hmm. And OKC sucks. What's all this Poku talk? I saw his stat line earlier today. It was four rebounds and four points per game. Trash. I'm like, what the hell is that? I thought this guy was this hyper elite power forward prospects and he is garbage. Trash, dude. So everything that I knocked Darius Garland for, Shay Gilgis Alexander just has that clear step on him. What? This guy, yes. I disagree. The last three seasons, he has been at 19 point per game. Or let's see here. Let's just count all this stuff. This season, 22.4, four and five. The last three seasons, he's been at 21.1, five and five and four. Five rebounds, four assists, 34% from three on 45 or 4.5 attempts per game, 46% from the field overall on 16 attempts per game. This year, the three is at 27%. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, motherfucker. Uh, I still believe in it, though. 42% from the field on 18 shots per game. He's taking a lot of shots. He has tanked, yeah. Yeah, uh, you just uh, you just hurt right. yourself, buddy. Yeah. Chris Paul is your third guy off the bench. I just scratched poor Shea, man. I want to be on the Shea train so bad. If you can't put, I'm DC getting the there, jersey one day. On there. Yep, I'm moving, bumping CP3 up. You can get the jersey when he's on like the LA Clippers or something. Yeah, <laughs> he's going back to the Clippers. Yeah, right. Hey, they could use him. Yeah, who couldn't use Shea right now? Imagine Shea in Boston. Philly. Shea in Philly would be nasty taking DHO from... Why is that not a conversation? I know, right? Because, well, I mean, yeah. Oklahoma City has everything, right? They have all the assets and young players. I guarantee you, OKC would want Thibault. Give Give them to Thibault. Like, they want Maxi to replace get Alexander. They would love to eat Harris's money. Yeah, take on Harris. Does that do that for Simmons? Harris has got a ridiculous amount of money. Simmons and Harris to OKC. That's the, that's the talk, though, now that Harris is out, too. Yeah, that's got to be demeaning. That sucks for that guy. I feel bad for him because intrinsically, I like Tobias Harris. He's not an offensive guy. But Shay Dort, you got to get Dort. Uh, Dort in oh my god! And if here's the thing keep- about Dort. Dort is uh, a Dort is on a ridiculously small contract right now, but yes. he's gonna be he's going into free agency unless they don't uh, sign him. Uh, okay, sign like an extension for him. So realistically, though, OKC is slamming the phone down if you ask for Shay and Dort for Ben Simmons. They're gonna have to pay Dort though. They're going to have to pay Dort. And do they really, really want to pay Dort? they care right now? I mean, they that's worth investing into because Shea and Dort as a one and two is going somewhere. Philly would love to have Dort, especially if you're losing Thibel. What do you move if you're Denver? What do you, what do you move you for can, Dort? No, what do you move? Yeah. How do you get Dort on Denver? You move Michael Porter Jr.? Yep. MPJ to Oklahoma City? I feel like he fits their timeline. MPJ and Barton. MPJ and Barton to Oklahoma City for like for Luke one Dort, of their and then you sign Malik Monk in the Basley. I would say I'm asking for Basley and Dort. See, I was thinking you just 
sign Malik Monk in free agency. That would be sick too. Malik in the offseason. Nuggets. Yeah. As if the six. You, you bring in Dort and Dort and Malik Monk swapped out from Porter oh Jr. Porter Jr. and Will Barton. Wow. Think about that. And then you start Murray, Dort, Gordon, Jokic. Who's your three? I don't know. You pick up a three. Robert Uncle Covington. Jeff. Robert Covington. I've thought about that lately too. Covington to Denver. I'm like, just why don't they? I mean, or is it just going to fail better on paper like it was in Portland? I think Portland partly set him up to fail because I feel like the whole talk of him going to Portland was, oh, he's our team's best defender now, so we might as well put him everywhere. Right. And he's just not that. He's a good system defense guy that can get blocks and, you know, well, let's go ahead and keep, defense. Let's go ahead and keep moving forward here, though. Uh, who'd you have uh, sitting in the fourth spot off the bench? I would picked Rudy Gobert. I hate to say it, but... Yeah, I got Go- Gobert at the four, too, because, I mean, let's have a real talk about Ru- Rudy Gobert is. I have that written down here. I said Rudy Gobert, real talk, no stats. I'm just thinking, like, it's the same kind of thing that we were just criticizing Robert Covington for being slammed into. It's the Utah Jazz expect Rudy Gobert to be their entire defense. They surround right. him with wings that simply cannot play defense. And I'm sorry, Donovan Mitchell cannot right now play high-level NBA defense. Right. And Rudy Gobert is not going to solve all of that. No. You know, like... Not at all. That's why you kind of throw Gobert to the Wolves in the playoffs, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, how is he going to guard the entire Los Angeles Clippers team? Honestly. With Kawhi Leonard there and Paul George there, Reggie Jackson was balling out too. You're going to have to find some way to stop... E- a zoo box because he'll take advantage of open looks like mm-hmm. Morris can get you eight to 12 points. Like Terrence Mann was killing it. Like there's no way that Rudy Gobert can guard realistically all of them from a post position. Not at all. So yeah, you get run off the floor because the dude just essentially gets eaten alive on switches mm-hmm. and like, yeah, that's part of the game. And I mean, if you think about it though, does it always work well for Joel Embiid too? Joel Embiid is the center point of a defense. Mm-hmm. A complete anchor, but you can't have him running around on the perimeter. Not at all. And that's why Embiid, Butler, and Simmons, it, that defense was just elite. All they needed was two guards to go with that, and they needed two shooting guards, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, iconic. Right, right. So for Rudy Gobert, Imagine him in Miami, honestly. Imagine him in Miami and Bam at the four, Jimmy. Not enough. You're getting you're no, you're getting gruff. There's just not enough space. I don't know. Well, true. I don't know though, because it makes you wonder what Gobert can evolve himself into. Can he hit a corner three point shot? No, not at this point. If he just starts, I mean, like, I feel like if he wants to... It would be Bam that you'd be banking on to do that. Right, but that's just not... Bam needs to be in the post. You'd be banking on Bam to be a stretch for Amazing in the offensive. Right. Well, I don't know. You can't Kevin love Bam. Bam is amazing in the low post. I think you can Kevin love Bam. I wouldn't want to because that's just capping his potential. He's much more elite defensively than Kevin Love ever was. 
Yeah, but he could still do that. You would just play him as a stretch four offensively. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He definitely is stretch four size, and the the form is there. But Bam is just very skilled in the low post on offense. So I mean, I feel like that just can't be wasted. That's fair. Bam as uh, a role guy is excellent. I just don't like Gobert overall. I really wouldn't like him in Miami personally, but he gets the nod. When you talk it's, about space, yeah, that does give me some concerns. That's pause for sure. Uh, off of star power coming right behind Gobert, Anthony Davis. No, I'm not I, giving him. I can't give him that. I give him that. I guess you could say Chris Paul can go before him, but I give an AD a nod regardless. I literally was going through the list, looking through Western Conference forwards. And I looked at Anthony Davis and I said, I wish I could vote for him for All-Star. I wish I could, but I cannot. Because uh, just not being there? Just not being there. And just not being 80% of himself when he is there. You know? I don't like, know. He had a pretty decent stat lines. But that's just Davis at a baseline. He is an excellent NBA player at a baseline. But when he can be top five, if he tries to, you know, tries, you know, top three, top four, right? He was looking like that after the bubble. 23, nine and two. 52 from the the field on 17 attempts. That's not bad. 17 from three, though. That was horrible. That's garbage. 72 from the free throw on six attempts. That could be better. Yeah. Yeah. I just give it to him off of star power. <laughs> it's kind of like Jimmy Butler. <laughs> it's kind of like my Jimmy <laughs> Butler pick of the West. You could put so, Chris Paul in front of him, but regardless, I got AD and Chris Paul right there. So let's run it back down here. Luca. Don. CP3. Don. Luca, Don, CP3. Green, Gobert, Davis. Who do you got right there for Davis? I didn't. I got. See, I have a clear. I have a clear five, or two clear five lineups. But then I just got fringe guys, and you know what? These are the ones where I'm just saying, you know what? I'll take a flyer on this for a random ass All Star season. Just at the end of the bench, killing it. Does Miles Bridges get any kind of signal from you? See, my hot guy right there at the last spot for the Western Vince was Desmond Dane. And I was going to bring that up too, but now that I've made my extensive argument about Darius Garland, this is kind of the first year Desmond's popping off too. And Garland's popping off harder than Bane is, so I can't realistically put him on a list. I don't know. You could say Bane's popping off more. And it was I would rather give it... And I had real questions about putting Mikhail Bridges in this all-star team. You said Mikhail, not Miles. Yeah. So I, think Miles, I think Miles Bridges. No, he's in the East. Uh, Mikhail Bridges. That's hot. In my opinion. I feel like I it's think, not as hot as it is though, as it should be. It's just the stats aren't there. The stats aren't there. No, but the defensive impact is there. You know what I mean? Like, and there's also and real like questions. The Do the Suns deserve three all-stars? Well, yeah, that's that's where it gets rough for me. I'm like, do they deserve three? I'm already giving a Booker and Paul. I think I'd rather give the nod to Bain. I think I'd rather give the nod to Aiton, though. See, I was thinking Aiton. Does Andrew Wiggins have a case? No. 
I'm sorry. No, I just that's hard pause. Does Mike Conley have a case? No, hard pause. Does who else could there be? We know Russ don't have a case. No, Russ. We know PG don't have a case, and he's out anyway. Dame don't have a case. Absolutely not. He's out. You know what one of the funniest memes from last season was? It was this picture of this old woman being helped like into her home by like her daughter. Mm-hmm. And people caption it with like old takes that make you sound crazy. And mm-hmm. one of them was, it said... It was like, CJ McCollum was playing like an all-star before he went down with injury. And it was like, all right, Grandma, let's get you to bed. <laughs> Poor <laughs> CJ, man. He was right there last year in the all-star, fringe all-star conversation. The old fringe. It feels good to put Desmond Bain on there, though, because shout out to Desmond Bain for looking like a real 3D wing. Killing it, dude. Absolutely Desmond Bain killing is it. 17... Four and two, 46 from the field on 14 attempts, 42 from three on seven attempts, 51 from the field on seven attempts, 56 effective field goal percentage, 89 from the free throw line, but only, only like one, one attempt. So okay. that's inflated. But the rest is looking real nice, right? Rest is looking real nice. I would say LaMelo Ball might be a fringe guy in the East. See, that's my next conversation here is about Miles Bridges for the East because I feel like he's the best player on the Hornets right now. So you could say Lamelo and Miles Bridges are French players. Miles Bridges, I think, based off of stats, maybe it just uh, I test Lamelo Ball based off of star power. They just play off each other so well, though. Bridges yeah. is awesome, and so is Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball is awesome in like the funniest way possible, too. You know, you know, we had Fred Van Fleet like actually in our starting lineups and he tends to be like a fringe guy uh, per, uh, annually. So do you think he actually make breaks through this year? I think he yeah. will. Yeah. I think that Fred deserves the all-star look this year more so than Garland. Definitely. Like he's right there. I feel like he's not on the same level as Trey young, but his team is better than expected and he is their clear best player. So that's what it comes down to as well. Who's the best player on a team? Like, that's why it's Harden and Durant being in the starting lineup. That's just, that's tough too, because I mean, Harden's obviously the best guard on the team because one, he's the most available guard on the team. But Devin, Kevin Durant is the best player on the team. So. Yes. Clear. Yes. Yes. On any given night. So, right. Far, far beyond imaginable. But with all that being said, it's going to be fun to see who the the real selections are. There is a real possibility that Ben Simmons gets uh, a fan vote, bro, because it's out of control Ugh. what they're doing. That's just gross. <laughs> that that would be gross. Really, obviously, he probably wouldn't play, and they'd have to sub him out. Oh, but. yeah. No, Ben Simmons actually... What if he did play in the All-Star game if he got nominated? That would be nuts. But they don't pay him. He wouldn't do it unless he got paid. Right, yeah. He's got to salvage something. He might do that, actually. <laughs> so let's run them back down here real quick before we close this out. All right. Eastern Conference starters. I'll go through mine first and then you, you can hear yours. Garland, DeRozan, Durant, Giannis, Embiid. And I had Harden, DeRozan, Durant, Giannis, and Embiid. Bench in the East. I got Levine, Tatum, Harden, Butler, Allen, Van Fleet. 
and Young. So I have Van Vliet, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, and Jared Allen off the bench. Yeah, you're missing a few guys there. <laughs> eh, not really. Uh, well, they have seven. I run a 10-man rotation. Shit, it's 12-man. All right, Western <laughs> Conference starters, Morant, Curry, Booker, James, Jokic. Yep, same thing. Obvious. Uh, bench, Luka, Donovan, Draymond Green, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, Paul, Desmond Bain. Same thing, except I'm saying no Davis. Who could you swap in right there then? I, doesn't even matter. I run a 10-man <laughs> rotation. So my, my clear votes, though, are CP3, Mitchell, Doncic, Green, and Gobert off mm. the bench. That's hot, though, when you think about it because the Jazz now have two All-Stars and are a top four seed in the West. Although people are like, they're crumbling. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And it's unbelievable. Uh, we'll go ahead and get out of here, though. Uh, as always, engage with us on Twitter at PodDip, on Instagram at the Dip Pod, on our website at www.thedippodcast.com with links to all of our social media, all of our streaming services where we are available on, which is practically everything. Uh, I mean, it's there. We got our blog. It's awesome. It's popping. Get after it. We appreciate any and all listeners. And last but not least, one more take, Adam Elder. Uh, Let me reiterate this one. Zion Williamson is out for the rest of the season. We will not see Zion this year. Let me reiterate this one. Dame Lillard to Toronto. Oh, man. I was calling for that earlier because I've been talking about how Toronto is a a star player trade away. And I'm like, Dame Lillard. Damian Lillard to Toronto. That would be nuts. Absolutely nuts. I'm buying that jersey. I'm buying (laughs) the Lillard Raptor jersey. Are you kidding me with the fucking, with the Raptor? The purple one? Yes. Oh, man. Out of control. Oh, my God, dude. And you know Nike's releasing another uniform before the playoffs start, too, so it could definitely be in there. (laughs) They're just waiting for Dame to move. That's so funny. Get get a little three-way deal with uh, Philly. Yep, get Simmons of yeah. Oh man, if that could actually happen, that would be nuts. And you get their hands in there. Uh, anyways, we're out. Peace. <laughs>